everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your twilight, twilight phase. phase. I tried really Melissa. hard to be with you guys on that one. I don't know if it worked. I think it, it maybe went okay. The funniest part is that we could just good. fix it. Right, we could align it ourselves. But I never I fix it. It's against oh. the spirit of the activity. It's <laughs> true. Which is coming together in unity at the beginning. And all its messiness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, friendship is messy, (laughs) but it endures. So. What a beautiful Anyway, that's the entire podcast route. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, if you missed the memo and you were like, why was there not an episode last week? It's because I moved. I'm I'm in my new apartment. How's your new apartment, Maya? You guys, before <laughs> when I recorded, I faced like a wall and there was like a big window, but it was behind me, like yeah. far behind me. Now there are three windows, three in windows. my line of sight oh. and a skylight above me. Wendy. And there's one, and there's a window behind you, I think too, right? Yeah. Well, there's a, a doorway behind Actually That's two. Yeah. So many windows. Wow. Yeah. The bedroom has two windows, but only yeah, one is window. really behind me. And then Scott's office has a window too wow damn yeah oh should we um, go see it i can't wait until we right? I can't wait guys it's technically i wait when it will, will it be officially a year since i last saw you guys in person the 13th the 13th that's 13th. in three days yeah oh how do, why does nobody talk i feel like so our office shut down on the 13th it was our first work from home day and i think it was the same day that a lot of things shut down yeah. and it was a friday the 13th and nobody talks about that <laughs> Good I've never one. heard anybody mention. I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. Shut down on a Friday the thirteenth, and I don't generally subscribe to unlucky Friday the thirteenth because right. my dad's lucky number is thirteen, and he was born on the thirteenth. Nothing is inherently unlucky, but, but that Friday the thirteenth happened to be. Yeah, that was a pretty intense Friday one. the thirteenth. Yeah. So, anyways, our wow. anniversary at work is the thirteenth. Wow, well, I haven't seen you guys in a whole year. I know. It's <laughs> so weird. Um, your plant is right behind my computer right now. It looks happy. It's alive. It wow, I killed it's, Melissa's plant. It's got a it's got a like a couple it's a it's bamboo listeners. It's got a couple stalks that like don't look good, but the rest of them like look the same. <laughs> I mean that's exactly how it was when I gave it to you. Well, you no, go. they look they look worse from before. Oh, the ones that cool. don't look good are markedly cool. worse. <laughs> I told it's Kate, okay. um because I saw I saw Kate briefly a couple weeks ago and she was like, Oh, I should have brought that plant. And I was like, Kate, it's your plant now. <laughs> it's just your plant like you've been taking care of it for a year which was longer than i had it really it is your plant now <laughs> i think oh. of the bamboo is fully your plant when i water it i'm like i'm watering melissa's plant <laughs> just taking care of melissa's i plant. mean you guys can adopt them fully i i would have if my if it had yeah, died. If you kept it alive olivia i tried so hard <laughs> You gave me the really delicate one. You handed me that plant, and I was like, "You're giving me the drama queen. I can't mm-hmm. handle the drama queen." And guess what? It fucking died. Your apartment doesn't get good light. I know I do have good light here. You do? I, maybe it got too much light. I don't know. Oh, I thought that you only. Maybe I'm just thinking of like when it was really when the sun was going down at like 4 p.m. and you were in meetings. Like, yeah, um, I'm sitting on my couch because this is the one sliver of light. And I need it on my face. Oh, it was the one sliver of direct light. 
oh we get a lot of light but like the direct light like slides across the couch for like an hour and a half in the mornings (laughs) and then that's it you know um my roommate becky gets the best light in the apartment and so very many times since she's been gone she's been in seattle i literally just like go in her room and lay in her bed and lay in the sun and she's coming back in a couple weeks oh, no. and I'm gonna be like Becky I, I have to get my my vitamin D daily yeah. vitamin D yeah you're like a plant you <laughs> need too. I'm gonna go outside oh god no <laughs> until you come visit me because I have a beautiful deck right deck. exactly wow, it's lovely and we have a view of the Triborough Bridge wow which like at night is so beautiful and I next- all right Anyway, going. <laughs> yeah. So Midnight we have some... we're still reading it. Midnight Sun. But we're going to get through faster. So we read two chapters this time. Okay, so um, what actually happened, listeners, by that, Maya means that Maya read two chapters. I read one chapter. And Melissa I read didn't none. read either of them. <laughs> because we decided at 11 p.m. last night that we were going to do two chapters instead of one. And I had diligently read chapter 18. But we're just gonna we're gonna do it. Most and I have obviously read these chapters, so yeah. we're gonna make it work. But Maya definitely I up have for the recap. This opinions week. of these things without having read them. I mean, you read them, but you just didn't reread them. I still have many and very strong opinions. I'm a dweeb, and I have to do the homework, so I read it anyway. <laughs> Listeners, we have a lot of letters, but we're gonna do them next week. Um, we're just we're just not executive decision we don't feel guilty we still love you all (laughs) so much we love you guys so much it's just we ended up doing two kind of long chapters exactly we're trying to get through this chapter 18 mind over matter they're on the car ride back from the meadow edward is happy because he's in love um (laughs) There's a moment where Bella like says something kind of offhand and we go into the longest like backstory <laughs> about Rosalie and Emmett. And when you come out of it, Edward's like- Oh, classic it, Edward. It had only been half of a moment <laughs> while I reflected on all these things, but it's so long when you're reading that you fully forget that they're in the car going- I right. did forget that they were in the car. Yeah. I forgot they were in the car um then we transition very quickly they're still driving home into alice's backstory then wow back back yeah they love that stephanie does then you know you remember you read twilight they spend their first night together at bella's house Um, charlie comes home he like disconnects bella's like engine or whatever Um, and they like talk in bed Next chapter comes, chapter 19, home. Edward is like sitting on the floor next to Bella's bed with a lock of her hair wrapped around his finger for some Because reason. of her gyrations. Or because of her nightly gyrations. I think I wrote, ew, or I wrote weird, I forget. But he's like, I, I need to prepare for what might happen today. So he goes home to be like, Rosalie, would you maybe do me a favor and like just be decent to Bella? And Rosalie is like, no, 
because she's making a terrible decision and like I don't know why yeah. you're supporting something so awful but like I'll think about it and he's like okay thanks for thinking about it um he changes clothes he goes back to Bella the morning happens you read Twilight you remember then they meet the fam you remember that you read Twilight and then Edward drinks Bella's tear and we're gonna <laughs> get to that and then we get a bunch of backstory on Carlisle and that's what happens uh, um well I can't really judge how thorough your second chapter was so I'm gonna just give you a 10 whoa okay give you an eight all right 90 okay, good nine. job yeah that's awesome wow great job like, I mean I wasn't that thorough but if I was <laughs> thorough it would be, be a worse long. recap in my opinion yeah, exactly yeah, totally. I agree. yeah yeah so let's so, talk about the car ride chapter 18 he's like happy it's sort of nice is he actually happy or is he that like i'm supposed to be happy but i can't stop freaking out about everything he's like actually happy you know he's actually happy with moments of freaking out the general joy (laughs) radiating yeah he sings along to a song called pledging my love by johnny ace don't know what that is yeah that was new that Um, yeah it was stupid boy i i had the sensation here that i was like oh yeah bella doesn't know that yet like oh yeah bella doesn't know that yet like she still doesn't know how old he is until right now in the car oh "Oh, shit yeah that didn't like 380 pages in forgot she didn't ask that question yet right i think it's because she's like all the way in you know from yeah. the very beginning so we just assume that she has all the information she needs because she's already decided that it doesn't matter but actually <laughs> she still has no information right and like How from wild. edward's perspective it's sort of convincing like he's just like so fucking deep in the weeds that he's like yeah we're in love everything's cool i'm not i'm never gonna murder her we're like we're past that never gonna murder her ever she He's might like, turn into a vampire, but like maybe we'll make it work for forever. He's like, oh, and then yeah, it's like, wait, oh yeah, she doesn't even me. know that I'm a hundred years old. When uh, the moments when he freaks out are when he's like, oh man, I hope this isn't the thing that shatters my happiness. Like mm-hmm. the happiness is very genuine. Um, imagine if Edward weren't like a hundred years old, if Carlisle had turned him like five years before. And he was, like, really good at, like, not eating humans. And so, really, he's, like, yeah, I'm, like, 25, um, but also 17. That math doesn't add up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> what? Like, imagine if he, she was, like, how old are you? And he was, like, oh, I was 25. born in Chicago in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, music that in the early aughts was worse. good. <laughs> I think that would, that would maybe be worse. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's actually not. But that sounds worse to me. Um. Then, okay. So, Edward is like, yeah, I was alone. My parents were gone. That's why Carlisle chose to save me. And Bella's like, how? And this is why we transition into this story about right. Rosalie and Emmett because he's like, well, it's hard to do. And I'm thinking about how hard it was when Rosalie found Emmett. So Rosalie was never super happy with being a vampire. She was always in a mood. Okay, but here's the thing. 
I forgot that it was only two years later that she found Emmett. So, like, she, like, okay, she was unhappy. Like, she was only a vampire for two years. Nobody's happy after two years. After dying, no one's happy. Like, her family was still alive and, like... (laughs) Right, and she couldn't see them. Yeah. And, like, she had only... I forgot, like, it took her a while to go do the whole, like, murder-revenge situation. Right. So, like, that had only just happened... You know, so it all—it just seems very justified. Like, of course, Rosalie was in turmoil, and then she found Emmett conveniently two years later. How chill is that? It makes what she does by like carrying Emmett to safety to Carlisle more impressive because she's still like a newborn, essentially, still a baby. Like, I know that they say the thirst is like strongest for like a year, but like you know, in your first two years, it's still fresh. Yeah, yeah, well, Bella's special. Um, but, like, it, I felt kind of two ways. So, listeners, as you remember, Emmett is being mauled by a bear. Rosalie's like, hell no. And she picks him up, and she runs. She takes him to Carlisle. And I, on one hand, I feel like, wow, this is such, like, a feat of, like, inner strength. The fact that she didn't kill Emmett and, like, succumb to her thirst. Now, on the other hand... Now I know how fast they are at running. I'm having Edward tell me about it. I'm like, oh, running from outside Knoxville to wherever they were probably took me like four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that you have to run slower if you're holding an injured man or like it doesn't really matter? It tells us that she's running faster. (laughs) So I guess she's like pushing herself, you know? Yeah, so you're right. It probably took about four minutes. Yeah. Imagine. I was like, that's not an achievement. Good if fucking point. He had gotten like whiplash from this journey and had died before she got him there. Okay, that's that another thing so I wanted tragic. to talk about, actually. <laughs> How Carlisle saves Emmett does not make a lot of sense, right? So oh, I don't know. Rosalie like lays him out in front of Carlisle, begs Carlisle to save him. Carlisle initially thinks that she means save his life. And right. Carlisle's like, As a human. it's too late. Like, yeah, I, I cannot save this person. Yeah. And Edward explains, she doesn't mean for you to heal him. I translated quickly. She means for you to save him. Rosalie's eyes flashed to me a look of intense gratitude, altering her features in a way I'd never seen before. Um, but like, Emmett is like knocking down death's door. Like he mm-hmm. has been slashed. He's bleeding out. What if the venom... Yeah, what about the venom kept him alive long enough to turn into a vampire? Um, well, I think it can start healing you really like fast. I think so. Can it? Like, I don't know. I don't. Remember. I guess like Carlisle might have to like sew him up so that he doesn't just bleed out all the venom too fast for the venom to work. <laughs> If Carlisle we're gonna said, get into the nitty gritty, but I think vampire venom can just start healing you. I feel like did he? Does it say how many times he bit him? Like was this no. like a all no. over the place? Edward and Rosalie just leave because it will be too hard to stay, which also makes no fucking sense. God, yeah, Carlisle says it's not safe for you to stay, which is very un- unclear. Doesn't like, seem what? any like he's already bleeding, so right. like it's yeah. already, already unsafe. Why would it be more unsafe because he's being turned? Yeah, unless it's like psychologically, this is right. difficult to watch. Like, don't but watch this. 
that's different. Yeah. That's, that's different, different from unsafe. That's, yeah. Right. I don't know. So like he could have bit Carl Carlisle, uh, Emmett, like all over the place, you know, get all that venom in there. But I think over. he already knows that he doesn't have to. You just mean Maybe for it like, to happen quickly. Like yeah. spit into some like gauze it. and then like packed the wounds. <laughs> it is gross. Um, I really enjoyed this passage. Edward says, so like he and Rosalie are, you know, oot in a boot. And he says, those hours change us oot in a boot, you know, like out and about. I've never heard that before. It's just like making fun of Canadians or something. Oh. Or like it's Midwesterners. Like, like gentle, gentle ribbing. I don't yeah. think that it was like make it's not to offend yes, any Canadians. Love. <laughs> we love Tim Hortons. Well, I did. Well, okay. My mom's obsessed with Tim Hortons, actually. That's, I'm going to start true. saying oot in a boot. Yeah, you know, just oot in a boot. <laughs> um, so, based on a quick survey of the internet, it does heal you. Venom, okay generally speaking then maybe the not safe thing does have something to do with i don't know him bleeding out faster and there being even more blood i don't know i don't know um but anyway rosalie and edward go for a walk and rosalie's mind is like really unguarded because she's so worried about what's going to happen to this man and edward says those hours changed us both. When Carlisle finally came to call us home, we returned as brother and sister. Um, I was like, oh, color. There's so much tension between them that like feels like hate and disdain that right. you like kind of forget about like the sibling aspect of their relationship right. instead of just two people who live together and fucking hate each other's guts. Yeah, I, I feel like she doesn't quite capture I think it's because she doesn't quite capture the like sibling brand of hate right like it's yeah. it's different from like somebody who you like hate hate and it's strange to me because I you know we know that Stephanie has siblings and you know I think she comes from like a large-ish family so it seems like she would know how that goes but like I don't know she's so deep into Edward's disdain for her she's so deep into making rosalie a bad person right right and like this is their like edward calls this his first real conversation with rosalie like why why that sounds like a you problem edward why would it have taken them two years to have a real conversation yeah. i don't know Which the whole four thing years in human time because <laughs> Like the whole, their whole relationship is like so weird. I mostly blame Edward for it. Cause yeah, also he... if you're a brand new vampire coming into a family and then the other vampire there is also a mind reader, has also been a vampire for, you know, however many years. Also potentially you were made for him. It would be on that person to establish a good relationship with the newbie. It's That's right. It's point. on Edward to welcome Rosalie and make her feel comfortable. That's true. Right. He's probably a little bitch. And like probably everybody is kind of a bitch when they're a newborn. So like why would he assume that Rosalie just is a bitch generally? Well, because he can read boy. minds and so he reads her mind, finds it off-putting and is like right. totally oh, out um, for the rest of their <laughs> immortal lives. Yeah. God, he's so annoying. <laughs> so as much as as much as I've, 
I like rolled my eyes at certain parts of the way Rosalie was depicted. I also like found moments where I was like, I think Stephanie meant this kind of bad, but I like see it in a positive light. For instance, <gasps> Edward says, I suppose we'll have to go to their wedding in a few years again. Rosalie loved to get married. The chance to do it over and over was probably her favorite thing about immortality. Oh, that's so charming. Oh, yeah. That's a great relationship. That was so cute. <laughs> like, I think we're supposed to read that as like, oh, Rosalie is so vain. She's so yeah. attention. Right. She wants the fancy dress. But it's right. just like, I see this like, she loves Emmett. Yeah. She, that's she, like, so wants, cute. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, if you're I willing thought, to remarry someone over and over again, that speaks very highly of the relationship that you have. Yeah, that seems like Stephanie would regard that as peak romance. Like, <laughs> I, I guess I'm she sure just Edward and Bella get that married constantly. Edward thinks that it's lame because Edward is Edward, but like Stephanie herself yeah. would appreciate this. So it makes no it, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, I will not be satisfied until I find someone who wants to marry me every single day, even though I tell them no. <laughs> Don't no? be satisfied until you find somebody that exactly. looks at you the way Harry looks at Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That man, as much as he says he like loves and respects his grandmother, would punch her in the face for Meghan Markle. Yeah, he would. Like, How about he would somebody- do anything for her. Um, there's also this description of Emmett and Rosalie together. I loved Emmett and Rosalie separately, but Emmett and Rosalie alone together, heard only by my inescapable mental reach, were a grueling ordeal. <laughs> and that's how Holler. Edward tells us that he has to listen to them have sex yeah. talking constantly. And he yeah. Why I doesn't he just run away? Just run away, Edward. Truly, though, but then that also that passage made me really think about. It. I'm like, what do people really think about when they have sex? I, you know, like, I've actually never thought that. Hard. I just have thought about him hearing the sounds, but I've never thought that hard about him. You know, like, I think a lot during sex, and that's because wow. I've had bad Awful. sex. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe the worse it is, the more you think. Exactly. So. Hope, but since so they love each much. other, maybe it's just like they're just having a bunch of feelings just happen, joy. you know? Maybe, yeah. maybe, but why would that be a grueling ordeal? Because Edward hates happiness. He does hate happiness. He also doesn't like it, you know, when like Alice and Jasper get kind of like mushy, oh, like yeah, staring into each other's it. eyes. He hates PDA. Yeah. Which like I under- understand. As a perennially single person, I get it. <laughs> Other At my brother's wedding, brings me sadness sometimes. It just happens. he is like the eighth fucking wheel or whatever <laughs> he is. At my brother's wedding, when the pastor was like, "You may now kiss the bride," I like averted my eyes. I was like, "That's private." <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so then we go right into Alice's backstory. There is okay. Rosalie loved to get married. The chance to do it over and over was probably her favorite thing about immortality. Alice and Jasper, Bella asked, and you are shocked that you're not in, like, it's, it's a, it's a strange transition. Then we talk about Alice. Um, we get more stuff about her visions that don't make sense, but it's <laughs> enjoyable. This was kind of cute. This was like the explanation of how Alice, because she can see the future, already knows people before she knows them, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It's like, you know, a cool aspect of her 
powers and there's like the very cute moment where she and edward meet and you know they do their like soon to be obnoxious edward and alice thing where like alice already knows him and then edward reads her mind mind of the future and so now edward knows the future too and then he's like (laughs) jasper no he's like emmett this is alice she's our sister we should read it it's so it's a great passage do you want to read it uh starting from oh edward um what about starting from but alice ran forward go ahead oh okay but alice ran forward to throw her arms around me before a word could be spoken so listeners they like see her I wasn't frightened by what might have been construed as an attack. Her thoughts were so sure of me, so full of love for me. I thought I'd have the first memory loss of my second life because this tiny immortal knew me perfectly, better than anyone else in my current or former family. Who was she? Oh, Edward, at last, my brother, we're finally together. And then with her arms tied around my waist and my own arms hesitantly coming to rest around her shoulders, She thought swiftly through her life from her first memory to that very moment and then forward in time through the highlights of our next few years together. It felt very strange to realize in that instant that now I knew her too. This is Alice, Emmett. You're going to love her. (laughs) Like, I added you're going to love her, but like. No, yeah, basically. It's very sweet and also was probably so confusing and obnoxious. Oh, yeah. I think I find that very fascinating but like also it doesn't make any sense considering what we know about Alice's future telling in Twilight like she doesn't see Bella coming she doesn't see where their lives are going at all but yet she knows Edward so perfectly that they're already siblings I just um it kind of made me feel like like maybe Alice's visions do make sense but the rules we're given are incorrect. Mm. Maybe the Cullens don't understand the rules around her visions as well as they think they do. Right. Like I maybe mean, it isn't actually dependent on sure. decision, decision making. What um, if Alice told everyone that it was based on decision making <laughs> when actually it's based on someone else so that she could always see what everyone is doing no matter what, even when they tried not to future spell. She thought ahead and was like, that's just the way it's going to work out most conveniently for me. So I'm just going to tell him. (laughs) That would almost make sense, except for the scenes that we have in this book that specifically spell out how she quote unquote makes a decision and then watches the future happen. And then she quote unquote changes her mind and then watches the future happen. I feel like what what if that can also be true? Like what if like decisions are part of it, but that's just not the only way. And so it definitely doesn't. Yeah, it definitely doesn't make sense because at various times she can see various futures. Right. Yeah. At the same time. It's like, like no one's made she... any decisions yet. Yeah, how did she see Jasper in the first place? What Maybe? decision? Maybe could she can make? always see all of the options or like whatever, some survey of the options, like she talks about with the knot. And then the only way to figure out which one is actually going to happen next in the immediate future is to do the whole like stupid decidey thing. I'm sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds great. Maya doesn't know what I mean. Like they're no, all I know always what you mean. I just don't know if it works. works. <laughs> None of it works. 
it doesn't matter and then like she just doesn't bother to tell you about the other options that she doesn't know if they're real because she doesn't know which one is actually going to happen and so she waits to tell you what's going to happen until she knows which one it is well the sure. thing is, like sometimes we see her like i decided to look under the eve for the key right, and under right. the placemat and whatever and i feel like it doesn't work in that kind of scenario but i feel like maybe it's just like like a skill that can take different forms and she has the most control over making a decision uh-huh. or if someone else makes a decision like that's most clear to her right. but she could choose to like look forward Just and see what comes the to her right right and sometimes they come to her yeah which is how it seems like it's going to work in twilight and then right stephanie was like nah nah that's not how it works never mind i I changed my mind change it back (laughs) okay so yeah they meet alice it's great um then we get their first like night in bella's home where bella knows that edward is there um there's a lot here and it's a lot of like like that's where they talk about sex twilight without talking about sex do you want to? I feel like we should like, like right each bring up like our our takeaways. You know, okay. <laughs> like what if that's your takeaway? Best that's a great one. takeaway. Yeah, my big takeaway from this chapter was the non conversation about sex. <laughs> um, it's Ooh. another instance where Stephanie is like, I feel like I need to explain why I did it the way that I did, and Edward says like. I avoided the word because she did. And it's like, <laughs> really? Or did Stephanie like kind of get or... me up for it? And now she's like putting in a reason for why it is the way it is. Right. <laughs> I was actually, I was going to bring up, do you remember her talking about, um, this This must have been in one of the events that I watched. So she said that, okay, so, you know, like Bella goes to take her shower. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Bella's downstairs and Edward goes upstairs and then like hiding from Charlie Mm -hmm. and then she comes upstairs into her room and he's Mm -hmm. like lounged across the bed and she explained how she got stuck here for like eight like days because she couldn't figure out why Edward would lie down on the bed like she was in Edward's head and she was like why the fuck would he lie on the bed like that's the most like weird sexual place that he could sit in her room and she just like got stuck and put it down and like had to come back to it and the way that she like solved it is that here's what it here's what he narrates in his head it felt wrong to sit in the rocking chair as usual invisible in the dark corner it had been a hiding place when i hadn't wanted her to know i was here when i was being deceitful i lay across her bed the most obvious place in the room where there could be no hint of trying to disguise my presence so that's like his reason and it's like I don't know you go and s- there's nowhere to fucking sit like why would you sit I'm in a rocking chair over in a time. weird corner just sit down on the bed you don't need to explain you it. didn't need it it's just let like, it happen just let it happen just let it happen just say let that you walked happen. in and sat on the bed um but my favorite is when bella tries to like bring up like oh, i so, was like mosley and emmett get married soon and it says she trailed off, leaving me baffled again at her train of thought. Did she want an invitation? 
I was like simultaneously <laughs> glad that he didn't understand what she meant because I think that this is the most obnoxious way to raise the topic of sex. Like as it you is. talk about in Twilight, right? Why are you even like just? It's such a stupid, weird entry point to talking about sex. So I was glad that he was oblivious about it, but then he's like so hardcore oblivious about it. She won invitation. Fucking idiot. <laughs> It's so funny. (laughs) But even one thing I appreciated was that even he eventually was like, wow, I was really stupid. Um, (laughs) Like, of course, she's thinking about this. I'm underneath her covers in her bed. Right. I'm literally in her bed. He's like, wow, I was being oblivious. That's on me. The logical point would be I was also devastated that, you know, when he goes, so if you don't want to sleep, when he's like, well, then what do you want to do? Which, like, was such an incredible moment in Twilight. You're like, oh, Edward. Ooh. Turns out he, that was not supposed to be an innuendo. He just literally doesn't know what she's talking, like, what do you want to, what do you want to do? <laughs> really? You didn't even know that you were making an innuendo? Like, you're lying in bed together and you say, so if you don't want to sleep? It's just I'm so- going to admit right here that I never read that as an innuendo. No OMG. way. I don't Did know you what's wrong with me. Yeah. Okay, thank God. It I get it me now. Out. I remember right, reading like, Twilight like, oh, and Edward. being like, is he suggesting that they have sex right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was offended. <laughs> Even Did though, you think you he know, just I meant like activities? <laughs> I didn't take it as activities. I took it as like, what do you want to talk about? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's okay. probably what he actually meant. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to fall asleep, like, what's next? What, like, what else is on your mind? I mean, I don't know. As a teenager and constantly thinking about sex and that I wasn't having it. And when will it happen? It's the first time that he's in her bedroom that she knows about, which is also addressed through this whole thing. Right. Okay. That's, that brings up something I wanted to, to bring up. So they're talking about like, you know, sex and like if they'll ever have it, whatever. I got to wondering, like, was Edward her first kiss? Did we already talk about this? I think we did talk about it. We talked about it. Is her first kiss. Isn't it weird that he's her first kiss and in Twilight, like she's not like it's not wow, my first kiss. That's true. She never's like, my first kiss is happening. That's true. Yeah, That's true. It's, it's a notable experience, if only because society tells you it is. And as a teenager, you're very susceptible to that. So generally, she probably would have thought it was a big deal. Yeah, right. or just like note it or somehow. I guess she different. she did you know, tell she's... us about her like non-movie dates, um, which I found made one of these lines make less sense here when Edward is like, I'm curious now though, have you ever... And it's like kind of open ended, but also he all like they're not talking about just kissing. I don't think. No, they ain't. And he already heard about like her non date movie dates, so it's like oh, I I God. took that to be very clearly asking if she was a virgin or not. Right. Dang. It's like, don't because... you think you would have like gone over that when you talked about her movie date that was a group date that was kind of a date and wasn't a date? <laughs> well, then then he's like, well. I, I just know that love and lust don't always keep the same company. Right. As if Bella 
has had a one night stand. Yeah, like what? <laughs> in her, her sophomore year of high school, freshman year of high school, had like a one night stand where she had sex with somebody. It doesn't <laughs> love that he's like not judging her for it. He's like, yeah, sometimes you get lust and you just sometimes can't help do it. That. <laughs> I guess I do appreciate that he's like left the option open. Right. <laughs> like it could have happened. It's just this, like ostensibly line- he knows her and. this line makes sense in twilight because they barely know each other but here it's like well you told us he comes off as knowing her so well at this point in the book already (laughs) whereas right in twilight it made sense um i had a different main takeaway from this section which is the sex no like from just being at her house oh my stuff my takeaway was always the sex yeah that's your takeaway but I had a different main (laughs) takeaway um actually I guess I have two but they're both smaller one is when Edward is upstairs listening to her can I can I guess what it is yes is it milk it's the milk (laughs) the milk here that it's milk (laughs) what so Edward's upstairs listening to her like chat with Charlie have dinner whatever the microwave whirring liquid too thick for water I would guess milk poured into glasses why why was that necessary who gives a fuck just say that they're drinking and this comes a page after i was gonna bring up as one of my main takeaways the fact that he doesn't know what lasagna is can i die this description of lasagna so obviously we know it's lasagna because we've all read twilight so many times you know that she eats one it's square of lasagna, lasagna. Yeah. serves Charlie his square of lasagna that he can't serve himself and then drinks <laughs> a whole glass of milk. It took it only took her a minute to find an acceptable option. She cut out a square of casserole and heated it in the microwave. I could smell oregano, onions, garlic, and tomato sauce. Something Italian. She stared intently at the plate while it revolved. Lasagna is not a new invention. I can smell all the ingredients and he's staring right at it and he calls a casserole. That's what killed me. The fact <laughs> that he identified it as a casserole and then was like, how the fuck do you know what a casserole is? (laughs) He identified it as a casserole and listed all the ingredients and looked at it visually and did not identify it as lasagna. (laughs) But he can hear from upstairs that she's drinking milk. milk. (laughs) Why does he know what milk sounds like? He doesn't drink anything. Why would he identify it as milk? (laughs) Where he wrote, where he said something Italian, I wrote like casserole. Like that's enough. (laughs) You don't have to be like, but I wasn't sure what it's it was. Also, completely that's the only kind of Italian casserole. It's just unnecessary to have any of these details in the first place. Like we we like know cut, what's happening. Cut, cut. Especially with the goddamn milk part, he's not even there. He's upstairs. Right. What I want from Edward is him not listening to her pouring milk. I want his deep thoughts about the situation okay because there's a beautiful deep thought right after that so okay, i'm gonna well, I'm read what it milk. is it's gonna read i'm gonna read what it is and i'm gonna tell you how this could have been done better <laughs> um so it's what olivia said before casserole something italian blah 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 then he's like perhaps i would learn to cook food not being able to appreciate flavors the same way a human did would definitely be a hurdle but it there seemed to be quite a bit of math to the process and i'm sure i could teach myself to recognize the correct smells which one, 
you already know how to recognize smells. You just told us what you were smelling. <laughs> right. But anyway, because suddenly I felt sure that this was just the first of our quiet evenings in rather than a singular event. We would have years of this, she and I together, just enjoying each other's company. So many hours, the light inside me seemed to stretch and grow and I thought again that I might shatter. Now, that was a bunch of nonsense in front of a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if it were like, it only took Bella a minute to find dinner and heat it up. I thought maybe I could learn to cook for her because suddenly I felt sure that this was just the first blah, blah, blah. There we go. <laughs> there you we could go. even bookend it and be like, and I, I want to be able to take care of her. I want to learn to cook for her. Therapy. I was recently thinking about how, you know, how Thomas Jefferson took the Bible and, like, cut out all the parts that were about God and made a new version of the Bible that was, like, a secular Bible. You're going to do that about that. Twilight? I feel like we should do that to Twilight. <laughs> just, like, black out all the unnecessary, like a, like, a found poem, except it's just the necessary Wait. parts of Midnight Sun. <laughs> Guys, can I What you're you? suggesting is just line editing Midnight yeah. Sun. <laughs> yes. I don't know um, why I would volunteer to do my job for no reason in a way that I, nobody uh, wants. I have a friend, Valerie, who I used to work with at a bookstore. And Valerie. one of the things that she did in the pandemic quarantine time is she read It by Stephen King, decided it was astronomically too long and went through and re she rewrote everything and cut out everything that didn't need to be there Holy so she shit. now has a draft of it by stephen king abridged available yeah an abridged version of it that it, she abridged. sends to people um, <laughs> amazing <laughs> we need midnight sun the abridgment yeah um, publisher of midnight sun if you would like an abridged version of midnight sun to sell to the people who are like why would i read that brit brick contact us for our rate contact us yeah really um my other like takeaway was so charlie is like peeking his head in to see if bella is sneaking out or not and edward instead of like hiding under the bed or in the closet or whatever sits down in the rocking chair and is like it's a dark corner like i knew i was invisible excuse me no light is flooding in from the hallway and even if the hallway light is off i struggle to believe that like a fully awake charlie is not Who's going to a notice police officer yeah he like, was already man. suspicious of his daughter in Bella's bedroom. It's not a big bedroom. No. Where and they were, could this chair be located? They don't turn off a light so, like in haste when Charlie's coming up the stairs, which means they were sitting in the dark, which means that it was light enough that they were like just hanging see out. each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe the rocking chair is kind of behind the door. So when it opens, like it covers edward but then i was like right. the nights when bella would wake up to go to the bathroom she would just look directly at him there's right. no way that this makes sense somebody draw uh, a diagram of this bedroom of that the makes bedroom sense. please yeah um the only thing that i want to add before we move on to the next chapter is that edward reads 166 pages <laughs> of tooth and claw while bella is in the shower and i don't know if i mentioned the last time tooth and claw came up but it is um 
basically Jane Austen, except all of the characters are dragons, and it's fantastic. Yeah, that sounds dope. Yeah, I put it. I put it as Mark to read on my Goodreads. So. Oh, I must have explained it then. I'll ostensibly get to it at some point. (laughs) Ostensibly. It's great. They like. I don't know, sit around having tea parties, but then, like, also eat people. It's great. Okay, I also made a great pun. Sorry, I missed it. Zero reaction from either of you. I don't think I understood it. You said ostensibly. Ostensibly, and this is Jane Austen with dragons. Oh. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Oh, I didn't get it. (laughs) I was focusing on the stents, and I was like, is it like, is she saying ostensibly, and it's like senses? Because dragons can have senses um good pun sorry i didn't get it chapter 19 home so alice and bella finally oh wait no first she goes back to just like warn them we have to talk about her nightly gyrations really quickly (laughs) i realized there was prep work i absolutely had to accomplish before i could even think of bringing bella home and that meant leaving her i gazed at her now deep in her dreams i'd moved to the beside her bed when she'd begun her nightly gyrations. I leaned against the edge of the mattress, one hand outstretched, a lock of her hair wrapped around my finger. I sighed and untangled myself. I must have been deep in trying to get through this the first time I read this because I have not a mark on that whole page. I was just like, okay. so many ways you could describe someone being a restless sleeper that aren't nightly nightly gyrations. And like, okay, so she's like moving around. Restless sleepers can sleep in bed with other people and like sleep through the night. He's like, so yeah, I had to sit on the floor and like lean across the mattress to reach out. It's just after all the sex talk and then hearing that Bella has nightly gyrations. I was just like, I don't know if Stephanie knows how to talk about any of this. Right. Like, did she decide that it was like too awkward if he was sleeping in bed the whole time while she was asleep? Like, why does she move him to the floor? It seemed to be because he knows she's going to like toss and turn. But I'm like, you are a mind reader. You know that Edward has listened to multiple people be like, oh, my, I shared a bed with my niece on that camping trip and she kicked me the whole night. It was so annoying. Like, it would be fine. You could stay in the bed. She would sleep through it. He would not even feel it. Cause right, you're- He's made of marble. He's a vampire or whatever. <laughs> okay, so then yeah, they go to the house. Um, well, Edward goes to the house and um, Alice is like, has prepared by having Rosalie out front. Um, And this was, I enjoyed this conversation. I, it was a real justice for Rose moment because we realized that Edward hasn't really understood Rosalie's position up until this point, because he says, you don't have to like her if you'd rather not, but she's part of my life and that makes her part of your life too. And like, I know you didn't ask for this and you don't want it. And he's like, you didn't ask for my permission to bring Evan home. So, you know, sometimes you get what you get and you don't get upset. And she's like, okay, well, it's different. He's like, well, yeah, your thing was permanent. And she's like, 
are you not talking about your thing being permanent? And he's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, oh, well, that's interesting. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> um, because it just, Rosalie says, I can't look at her. When I look at her, I can't see her as a person. I just see a waste, which of course sounds really terrible. Mm. But like, Rosalie is right because Bella does ultimately choose like major hallmarks of humanity that like she's willing to give her life up to be a mother and like Rosalie would also do that same thing and Rosalie's like she could regret this I think this is a terrible decision I don't know how you could support it and ultimately Rosalie's right because Bella isn't willing to give up that (laughs) that experience she definitely like is portrayed pretty cruelly here even though Edward is sort of starting to see her side but as an adult I definitely am on her side more right she's arguing all the things that we argued for while we were reading Twilight right girlfriend hasn't thought this through right she's not (laughs) thinking about the future Rosalie is saying exactly that she's just been written in a bitchy way (laughs) right and she never like goes to Bella with that like she just kind of like throws it at Bella once in a while right like oh you're wasting this or like oh you're throwing your whole life away but she never like addresses it with Bella in a thoughtful way which also is just kind of like well Rose is just like that and the only person who does is Edward and like it's not as powerful coming from Edward of course when she's looking at Edward's like beautiful perfect marble face she's gonna be like yeah I don't care I don't care I don't care care. (laughs) whatever but like if Rose was like look I know that you and I don't really get along we're very different people but like let me tell you I have now been on both sides and you have only been on one so just like do your best to try to like like hear me out yeah if anything I would have been like listen I hate you and you hate me so if you become a vampire we're going to be hanging out all the time. I don't think that it would change Bella's mind, but I no, think that it but... might make Rosalie feel a little better. You're right. <laughs> it's just a conversation okay, also, I want to see. There's no fucking reason, as discussed, why they all have to live together. So, just so true. <laughs> Bella could be like, or we could just like not hang out. <laughs> You can choose your family, and this family was chosen, and you can very quickly unchoose them, too, if you want. Bella's too good. She'd be like, but I would feel too guilty about taking him away from his family. I know, it's I could never do that. She's too good. And even though Rose is totally right here, the way that Stephanie paints it is still, like, a little bit selfish. Like, this is a very, like, selfless thought in many ways. It's like, she might be making a really bad decision for her like I think that she needs to think through all these things for herself but the way that Rose says it is actually quite often like well she has things that I want that I can never have again and she's gonna throw them away and I can't handle like watching her do that when I want this you know what I mean right Yeah. yeah it's like instead of it being on behalf of Bella it's on behalf of Rosalie herself right which like I think all of us like whenever we 
express someone wanting to like think things through further it's because it's rooted in our own experiences of like having them taken away or like wanting them for ourselves those are all the thoughts that we have do we verbalize that not necessarily i feel like like, i get it because it's like that's how you learn right she's trying to share her learned experience yeah it's true there's a moment where rosalie says like I don't, I don't want to sound like an octogenarian, but you know, kids these days, all about the here and now, no thought for five years into the future, let alone 50. And I just felt like, okay, on one hand, Rose, as we know from the text is correct. The Bella changes her mind. And like, so like, yes, yeah, she's right. And also logically, it makes a lot of sense just like on face value to be like, she's 17 what she wants is going to change I don't think it's great for you to like turn her into a mythical monster because that's permanent and on the other hand I did remember like my teen self and remembering the feeling that like I can make permanent decisions about my life as a teenager because I do know what I want and like yeah there sometimes the things that you want as a teenager do change and sometimes they don't I still love Twilight (laughs) I mean technically that did change for me you know backwards and forwards but like I'm technically back where I was but like not for me (laughs) and I think one thing that Rose is missing is the possibility that Bella wouldn't change her mind and that Bella would legitimately right, which be is what we know happens. Yeah, so, they're just like the two poles. As usual, yeah. Stephanie does not choose nuance. They're just the two extremes. <laughs> we have a really like kind of heartbreaking line when Edward is like, okay, so I know that you don't like being a vampire and you've been one for 70 years, but you have Emmett. So if you like added up all the really good times with Emmett do you think that that adds to like at least five years of like real happiness like maybe even 10 and she doesn't say anything he's like let me have my five years Rosalie I know it can't last let me be happy while happiness is possible be part of that happiness it was like oh Mm -hmm. like this sucks for Edward he's really trying to get his five years of Bella being a human yeah it's not she ages out and doesn't want to hang out with him anymore it's not a good plan edward but it's very tragic it's not a good plan but i do think it's kind of his best plan in the moment right yeah it's what he's got what else he's trying to do the right thing he's really trying to do the right thing so let's skip ahead bella is meeting the collins we don't need to read about breakfast time it's all the same from twilight the only thing i'm gonna say Oh, it's great stuff, but yeah, it's the same. The only thing I'm going to say is that um, he doesn't say shit about the skirt. He like, <laughs> looks at her and she's dressed in like a blue blouse. And He loves that fucking blouse. Skirt. He yeah. loves the blouse. Stephanie was like, I'm writing the skirt out. <laughs> Revision we can't write out the milk. We can't write out the lasagna casserole, but can't we can write out the, the skirt. Whatever. She wrote out that skirt. <laughs> the silence was deafening on the skirt, let me tell you. <laughs> so they get there it's nice Esme is so happy 
Esme is like such a brave oh my girl. God. Oh, she's darling. I adore her, Edward. Thank you for bringing her to see oh. you. Esme is so aggressively Esme. Um, Bella likes. and Alice like actually kind of meet. That's nice. Sure do. It is nice. Um, Jasper Bella. is like adjusting their feelings or whatever. <laughs> and Edward says, everything he did seemed natural and right. In truth, he was laying it on a little thick. And I was like, <laughs> you're always laying it on a little thick. Yeah. <laughs> you're one to talk, bud. <laughs> Again, um, Alice watches it, watches the conversation 20 seconds ahead of where the conversation actually is. I'm sure she's a great communicator. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's really fun to hang with. And I really so cruised through these sections. Like, I feel like I didn't have quite as much commentary here. Like, I just don't have that many notes here. Yeah, I don't have that many either. I feel like we should jump ahead and talk about the tear. The tear. You know, they meet the the Cullens. They sit down at the piano. The the Cullens kind of drift away. Edward plays piano. It's beautiful. Bella cries. The most shocking thing that has ever happened to me happens. And it's this passage with the tear. (laughs) Melissa, I know you feel strongly. Would you like to walk us through it? Um, yeah, let me just go to this page. Mm. 440. 440, cool. 440 is like where they sit down at the piano. So I was like, oh, it's got to be any second there now. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, that's so much farther. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it is also just the way that she (sighs) talks about the way that this happened. It's just that. He literally just says, I swallowed Bella's tear. Oh, you got to back up. You got to back up. This is like four paragraphs. Yeah, I I don't really think I need to read all that. Oh, we're reading parts of it. I'm starting back here. Okay, go ahead. You can go ahead. One tear still glistened in the corner of her left eye, shining (laughs) in the brightness of the room. A tiny, clear piece of her, an ephemeral diamond... Acting on some strange instinct, I reached out to catch it with my fingertip. Round on my skin, it sparkled as my hand moved. I I swiftly touched my finger to my tongue, tasting her tear, absorbing this minute particle of her. Then there's two more paragraphs (laughs) about, like, Carlisle and some blood, and then he says, I swallowed Bella's tear. Perhaps it would never leave my body. (laughs) After she left me, after all the lonely years had passed, maybe I would always have this piece of her inside me. I could throw up. You know, I forgot. I, like, I remembered this, obviously, but I forgot the whole, like, extended, like, it's always going to be inside of him. Yeah. I know it's I just truly water. understand why I, I wrote so many notes like I'm gagging. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I'm like very squeamish and I don't like see it as water. I'm no. like to me it's closer to like drinking like Fluid. pus. Like it came Ooh. from a human body. It is that's what I mean. I think it's really gross. <laughs> like in my but brain, it's, it's just like, like also though. Ew. But it's, it's just like water like, and swallowed it. 
I'm like, right. There's not enough tear in a tear to swallow the tear. Swallow a tear. It's just in your mouth now, and then it goes away. He already talks about it, like dissolving on his tongue. You can't can't swallow swallow a single tear. I mean, I get what he's saying. That's gonna be in there in his non-stomach. That's not a stomach that doesn't exist. I mean, I'm sure whenever he regurgitates something next, the tear will be with it. Oh no! Yeah. What about that? But like it's made of water. So if their bodies can't process water, how are they processing blood? Like they have to be able to process water. So it would just absorb into his sponge body. (laughs) Like that isn't even the thing that bothers me. It's the idea (laughs) of reaching out to her face while she's crying because she's so moved by the beauty of your music and touching a tear to your tongue. That's fucking weird. All of the like logistical stuff about where it's gonna go and how long it's gonna be there, I can't even begin to think about that because it's so weird to, that he did it to taste that, a tear. That he thought about it and then he acted on that thought and continued and thought it was a good idea afterward. I mean, Bold here's choice. the thing: like, why do I not remember this in Twilight? Oh, I remember this from Twilight. She sees him do it. It's just like not, I don't know, the way, I guess it's like not as gross. She's just, I mean, it's gross to me in Twilight too, but she's like not as weirded out so fast. And she wonders if she even really saw it. Right. Right. And And instead we get four paragraphs about it. Four paragraphs talking about it. So we know what what happened. (laughs) Edward like builds up to it. Then it's happening. Then there's the, the distraction where we talk about like vampire anatomy and then it goes back to it happening. Yeah. And, and then there's happening. like the wrapping up. It's a whole journey. Wow. It's a case study, you know, there's beginning, a middle and an end. It's a whole story in and of itself. Um, oh. And you know what? That's basically the app. That's, that's the chapter. This that's is it. like, does she actually skip some stuff or no? Not really. I thought she really skipped through some of the Carlisle stuff, but she skips only a little bit of it. Yeah, we we get to when Bella is like looking at the cross. And I will say that I didn't think about this before, but Edward says like, oh, he keeps it for nostalgia. It belonged to Carlisle's father. I'm like, when did Carlisle like get it from his dad? Yeah, I don't point to that happening. Carlisle has like a lot of connection to his human life. That doesn't make sense. The thing that I put together here is that so we know that Carlisle, when when Carlisle turns Edward, he quote unquote doesn't really know how it works. And so he like really fucks Edward up because he's basing it on his own turning. But he spent a bunch of time with the Volturi. And so it didn't actually make sense to me that he would make it like 500 years as a vampire and not know how it worked. Well, what he said is that he's never met another vampire like him. All the Volturi and all the other vampires he knows right. are obsessed with like blood and power. That's true. He's like, maybe because my transformation mm. was extra long and extra painful, it like made me nicer. <laughs> but you would think that from hanging out with the Volturi, he, he would probably just like, tortured some people. But you think he'd like figure out like, oh yeah, they some vampires i talked to also had long transformations right right they're still dicks right <laughs> he's a smart dude supposedly Carlisle's a smart guy 
Um, There's just like a lot of Carlisle time before he knows the rest of the fam. As we've discussed, the Cullens all like are very new vampire, very young vampires. Right. Yes, for no reason. So baby vamps. Yeah. And the next chapter is chapter 20, Carlisle. So we're about to get even more Carlisle time. All right. Best sentence, worst sentence. That's what happens. Let's do it. Even though there was like a lot of complaining, I did enjoy these chapters. Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed hearing about them for sure. Them hanging out is usually nice. Yeah, it was a great time. I have my worst already picked out. Go for it. Okay, Edward is telling a story about um, Mike. He's like recapping how he felt about Mike. (laughs) And he's like musing was it simply for your friend's sake? Was there someone else? I knew I had no... Oh, he's, like, jealous of Mike. Of course. I knew I had no right to care either way. I tried not to care. Close quotation mark. My mood shifted as the story followed its path. (laughs) I laughed once, and then the line started forming. You don't have to tell us that his mood changed as the story followed its path. The story is following its path, so you just say the words of the story and say that he laughed because i get it because the story changed so he just say that he laughed why do you just stop uh i heard the story and it created an emotional effect in me that was different from the one before also known as my mood shifting with that shifted move i found myself compelled towards laughter so i indulged and laughed that was beautiful stephanie that's what you sound like i mean my worst sentence is the milk one i'll read it again (laughs) uh the microwave whirring period liquid m dash too thick for water i would guess milk m dash poured into glasses (laughs) just completely unnecessary in and of itself thank you um and then i don't know you get it. You get it. We have an emotional yeah. connection to the milk thing at this point. Also, um, Bella says that she loves Edward in her sleep, and then like that's just like how they say I love you, and it's like weird. Not real. <laughs> I'm sure I've said a lot of weird shit in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, I never say things that make sense. My boyfriend talks a lot in his sleep, and I try so hard to listen every time because it's always nonsensical and so funny. <laughs> I'm always like half awake and so I want to catch it and so I like concentrate really hard and usually he mumbles and I miss it but I'm like oh it's maybe this is Bella being nonsensical (laughs) (laughs) my worst sentence comes right after Bella is like okay but like how can I not be jealous that Rosalie was meant for you when she's so beautiful and Edward says as if jealousy were rational enough to weigh out the physical attractiveness of the third parties and then be felt in direct proportion. Um, I hate that line. I think it's confusing. I think that it's weird. Sense. I like got the sentiment, but the sentence is so confusing. Yeah. It it's like, like I, I got the feeling and then I like doubted myself because I had to think through the sentence and be like, wait, who is what? What it's saying is, as if you get more jealous if someone is more beautiful and there's no other like components to it. 
just the more beautiful they are, the more jealous you are. And there's no nuance, nothing else going on. That's like what it's getting at. But like the phrase third parties, direct proportion. Overdone. Yeah, it's weird. I don't have a best sentence. That's fine. I have a best mm. that I think you might not like. So I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> Edward is talking to Bella and admitting that he's been sneaking into her room. I wrestled all night while watching you sleep, ellipses, with the chasm between what I knew was right, moral, ethical, and what I wanted. And fuck you. (laughs) I think it's a good sentence. It's not sentence. It's not like like, oh now I agree with Edward that he (laughs) did this. But I just think it's if anything I hate him more because of it because I'm like listen we all make hard decisions about what's good to do versus what we want to do constantly and then don't stalk people and then don't stalk people <laughs> I so think the bruh. word chasm is really pulling its weight in this sentence that is a good word there chasm is doing great right and the fact of the matter is that like Edward did do the wrong thing he did sneak in her room that was bad and the way he lays it out like he doesn't shy away he's not like what I knew was right and what I wanted what I yearned for what I dreamed of no he puts the emphasis on what was right moral ethical I almost wish he didn't realize how wrong it was because that would make it easier for me to believe I don't know that it happened Instead of like he knows how bad he, it was and he made the decision and anyway. He did anyways, he it is kind of a quandary because he thinks about it a lot in this chapter, a lot more than you realize from Twilight because he doesn't talk about it very much. So it does feel a little bit like, well, in retrospect, everybody thinks that this is a really awful thing that he did and he did it. So she can't change that he did it, but she can make him feel more guilty about it, which she did. But then the gap between how guilty he feels and how little he says about how guilty he feels is a little bit weird. Exactly. Like he talks so much about how like, oh, like I deserve so much more punishment from her, but she wasn't giving it, like she wasn't indicating that she was upset. Well, you haven't been very clear about what you've done. (laughs) You could apologize more, (laughs) but he just doesn't because he didn't in the past. Anyway. Sort of like time traveling. <laughs> um, okay, I'll do a quick best. best, which is your hair looks like a haystack, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> I like that one too. Very sweet yeah. banter. Yeah. Like what you want somebody to say the first time that they see you in the morning after you woke up. Right. Oh, like, yeah. You can't tell me that I don't look insane because then I know you're lying. Right. right. <laughs> so you have to. But I want you to act like the way I look is yes gross but you love it yeah like i said to scott the other day i was like oh my knees are so like what a weird thing to be self-conscious about but i have really knobbly knees and he was like no you beautiful knees and i was like well i know for a fact that they're knobbly now that you've said no they're beautiful you're saying my knobbly knees can't also be beautiful but i know they're knobbly therefore they oh are not beautiful God. you gotta be like yes your knobbly knees are beautiful <laughs> yes they're not wow. scott ro- walked right into that one <laughs> walked right into it walked right into it 
Um, okay, so as discussed, please email us with your schematics of Bella's bedroom in which Edward is both in is invisible both from the doorway and, and. from Bella's bed if mm-hmm. it's dark. And that corner of her small room needs to be dark. So like rest it can't be it, near the window. Can't be, and right. It can't be near the door and it can't be near her bed. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of the room can have light in it and yet it doesn't reach that one. And I'll add that we're never told that there's like a particular alcove of notes. There's no alcoves. Oh yeah, no alcove. It's a strictly square bedroom for sure. Right. Yeah. And like to fit a, a rocking chair. Oh, like, and there has to be a, yeah, you have to put the rocking chair in it. Like, it has to be in a space, too, that it can rock. So it means it has to be pulled away from the wall. That's one thing I realized Point. about rocking chairs this past summer when I was at my parents. Rocking chairs need a lot of space. They do. Because you're fucking rocking them. I would, I would allow it to be against the wall because it's, it's from, like, Bella's childhood. So, you know, they move out the crib. Bella moves away. They shove the rocking chair against the wall. But like, as soon as you try to use it, it goes, like, and crashes into the wall behind it. You can't use a rocking chair and it not go, like... You're right. It does need to be away from the wall because the next morning, he, like, rocks her in the chair. Exactly. Listeners, it needs to be away from the wall. Please send your schematics. Okay, yeah. So just, like, email us when you figure it out. If you'd like to support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash twilight phase podcast shout out to our patrons jillian melina bridget eric samantha aaron josh karen ed bailey laura king's gambit andrea and our newest patreon our newest patron leany you can follow us at twilight underscore phase on twitter and instagram and twilight phase podcast on tumblr disclaimer we own nothing the twilight universe and all characters belong only to stephanie meyer please don't sue us audio editing is by mar maya marlette <laughs> maya marlette cover image by laura Shermer, and our theme music is written and performed by adrian mooring who you might be able to hear playing piano behind me during this episode oh i haven't heard anything wow that's great now that you mention it i think i might hear it it sounds nice well, is is it my cue? It's you. I've missed my cue so many times the last few times that I sorry. Hey, can I can I ask if you've ever been so emotionally raw by any of Adrian's music playing that you cried and then he <laughs> <laughs> um, swallowed one of your tears? Um, I I I don't I don't remember that happening to me. Then it can't be true love. <gasps> There's still How time. You say that? There's still time before next week. Saying the only example we have of true love is when you swallow tears. <laughs> okay, we'll be back. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can find me. <laughs>